Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 15 with my super bowler, Dalton Cooper. Dalton was on the University of Urbana bowling team. His team finished second, eighth, sixth, and sixth in the entire country for the four years he was on the team. He was also an academic All-American. He currently works for a minor league baseball team and also has a podcast. Dalton, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate the for... long drive. It's, yeah. it's worth it, apparently. Yes, absolutely. Well, I provided the beers, so. That's true. <laughs> you can never go wrong when there's beer involved. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, speaking of beer, the uh, drink we're having today is a Yinling traditional lager. And when when did you first start enjoying Yinling? I'm a big fan, so. Yeah, I was, I was more in college. I went to school, like, when I was in school, we actually had uh, more of an international presence, surprisingly. So, like, I first got introduced to, like... Canadian beer and it was all right I like the bat was probably my favorite yeah we'd go like blue jackets games and like for hockey and stuff like that um and then I can't remember we went to one of the local pubs there was like two local bars in town we're finally old enough to drink and I went in and that's what they had on tap and I was like I'll try it and I actually ended up liking it more and I don't really like to drink the light beer because I feel like it goes right to my stomach and then I end up turning (laughs) a big balloon so it's not too it's it's not too heavy and I think I think it gets a lot of bad rap but no, yeah, I yeah absolutely. A good, I no, I like England. In fact, um, we were, uh, I had a friend of mine, this has been years ago, maybe 20 years ago, but a friend of mine had a keg of it brought to his wedding, and it was before you could buy it in Ohio, because I think you've only been able to buy it in Ohio like... Like five or six years, I think. Yeah, it hasn't been that, that long, yeah. but it's this, so he had a keg actually brought in specially for his wedding from imported from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've also had friends of ours that would um that would go when they were in Pennsylvania they pick up like a you know, like ten cases of yeah. yearling so they have it for the for the next couple weeks. So Yeah, but. and they have like the light and the black and tan and I'm not really a big fan of the black and tan or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't the just, light I don't like the light that well yeah. and the black and tan is is okay and they had yeah. another one too and I was like eh. it's like let me just drink the regular. So Yeah, it's definitely an acquired taste. But you know, everybody's got a little different taste. So it works out. Absolutely. That's good stuff. So, well, let's get started. Um, I wanted to kind of go over um, a lot of different things, actually. Um, And I know you. I've played golf with you. Uh, I work with your mom, actually. Uh, But I don't know a ton about you, and so I'm kind of excited for this podcast to learn quite a bit about you. So, But if you just want to kind of start way back, uh, when did you first actually start bowling? Like, when did you? I know your mom's a big bowler, but do you remember the first bowl you rolled? Or she probably did that before you could even remember no, that's a, that's a funny thing is a lot of people talk about it. And I've been in, in the world of bowling now for like a decade, like competitively mm-hmm. to that standard. And I was more of a late bloomer. Like I didn't, I don't think I started bowling like Saturday morning leagues, like actually getting into it until I was like 11, maybe 11, 12, somewhere in there. Um, it's right on the phase of like middle school because I was too short and fat to play basketball in the wintertime. So I wanted to play it. So I wanted to do something else. <laughs> Perfect. And I knew my, my mom and my dad had bowled, and they weren't, they weren't you know, the greatest thing ever, but they right. just enjoyed doing it. So sure. I just remember going to the bowling alleys and stuff. So I picked it up, and I guess it was just more of like a – I was just a natural at it. I don't know. It just came really easy to me. So I would play baseball, and I would bowl, and and then I gave up baseball, and I was just like, I'm just going to bowl because, you know, I had, I had a really good track record. So I threw my first perfect game when I was 13. Like, it was a oh big deal. Yeah, it was a big Did deal. Did you really? Yeah. You rolled a 300 at 13. I was That's... in the – I think I was in the seventh grade. Wow. Seventh or eighth That's grade. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. I, so that was cool uh, doing that. But I can tell you probably a lot of the arsenals and stuff like that. I, I can remember a lot of that stuff. That was back when Beaverview, I don't know if you've been to, been to Beaverview Lanes mm-hmm. in Beaver Creek. That's now synthetic to mm-hmm. where like, the lanes are like plastic or fiberglass or whatever they whatever they make them up as. But mm-hmm. It used to be wood mm-hmm. when that happened. And then I shot my 300 and like two years later they they reinvented or um, – they changed out those lanes. They took them from wood to synthetic, and I was—I begged the owner to give me like a part of nineteen and twenty because that was the pair I shut that perfect right, game on. Right. So I just want a little bit of the wood. Yeah, just a little piece yeah. of the wood to put up all my man. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, I couldn't get a hold of it because I think at that time it was like—I think it was like one of the fifth youngest people to ever shoot a three hundred in that in that center itself. Wow. So I thought it was pretty cool, but yeah, it just kind of took off That's from awesome. there. That's cool. And then, so when did you start, um, like, what was the first team you were on, or did you just have different bowling leagues you played in, or how did you, I'm not sure how you kind of got started before you, you so, ended up doing it in college. Yeah, so we would do, like, Saturday morning leagues, so you would, you know, bowl, it's like your adult leagues, you know, you get four people together and bowl for fun, whatever. Then they had, like, a, 
a more competitive league, like on Saturday afternoons, mm-hmm. where they would do travel leagues, where like the centers would sponsor these teams, and you guys would travel around bowl at every different bowling alley, whatever. And then I got more involved into the high school bowling. But uh, as far as the team goes, it's it's a weird sport because it's it's very individual. Mm-hmm. But and then they start to build this team concept on it. So I bowled individual tournaments for a while, you know, just bowling singles. It's almost like golf if you were to make a team of golfers. You right, know? right. So something like that. Yeah, your that. individual score, but then it's also like maybe an aggregate of the four. Yeah, that you're exactly. With, so. so it's a that way. It was it's a very different dynamic in that sense. So the whole team building thing was was interesting, just because you usually get all these guys that are usually really good. Right, and then you have to put them all together and hope they work and can you know. Well, that's true. Yeah, with egos and yeah, everything else, absolutely. absolutely. So high school was probably the first time I ever like got on a team setting. So they had so on on the high school that you went to, did they actually have a bowling team or was it was it like a oh yeah a league? So they actually did. Yeah. Okay. So we had luckily I went to Fairmont. There's actually was a a tradition of bowling there. Okay. It's like one okay. of the powerhouses in Ohio. As, 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 as probably in the last 15 to 20 years, there's been a lot of success to go through there as far as just team success and people going to college and making a name for themselves, whether it's on the professional tour or just like in regional tournaments and stuff like that around the state and the country. So I was fortunate enough to kind of have that to go by. But well, that's cool. Yeah, because I mean, the high school and I was actually homeschooled, but even the high school, the couple high schools that my friends went to, I mean, there was no, there wasn't a bowling team. Yeah. You know, like there was, like I don't even know, you know if they have one now or not so i mean it's a little more popular but yeah, yeah. there's not not every high school has a bowling team so right. that was great that you happened to be going there so yeah and it's actually i think now in the state of ohio it's actually the fastest growing high school sport in the country oh, nice. yeah so it's really cool it's like right up there with lacrosse they're like going back and forth but yeah i did know yeah lacrosse is definitely i mean you didn't hear about that 10 15 years ago now it's like there's lots oh, and lots everywhere. of schools yeah it's huge so well that's cool yeah and ohio is actually i think the second largest state for like high school bowling teams, as far as like number of teams go, it's like right oh, behind wow. New York. So they, oh. they go back and forth like every year who has more teams. That's awesome. So Ohio is like a a birthplace of presidents and bowlers, apparently. <laughs> so it works out pretty well. I love that. <laughs> presidents and bowlers. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. So basically, so you got started um, and then you're playing on the, on the high school team. Uh, and then how did you end up? Um, going to college oh, like gosh. how did you get recruited into college or how did that work out that's or? such a great story so because <laughs> no one, yeah no one ever because it's it's just when I look back on it now you know five six <laughs> seven years ago it's just funny looking at it now so they do have the like bowling at collegiate levels they have but there's no divisions so okay literally everybody bowls against everybody so we're bowling against like Ohio State which Wichita State is probably like the the head program like the Oh, okay. The golden ticket of college bowling, if you will. <laughs> okay. Um, so they'll recruit people. You go bowl like big national individual tournaments, hope you bowl well to get recognized. And if you can get recognized, usually coaches will come up and talk to you. Uh-huh. I never had that luxury. I was like, <laughs> I was more of a diamond in the rough. So my high school career was, was interesting. Um, we had the beautiful dilemma of we've had like nine guys almost all the time that were really good. Like you could, you, at any given day, one guy would be on and there was nothing you could do about it. So I had like the I had to fight my way through the competition. Like I had to put my time in, uh, and so I really didn't get a lot of recruiting. I was just gonna end up going to Wright State, and then it was literally like the first of August. I had just gotten back from a um, a big tournament, like a youth tournament in Chicago. It's uh it's called Junior Gold, so it's like a, a invitational only tournament. You have to qualify to bowl in it, so on and so forth. I come back, and I know a buddy of mine. Uh, actually bowled at a rival school, was already committed to Urbana. And actually the coach called me one day and was like, hey, where are you looking at going to school, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was probably just going to go right state, save some money, stay right. local, you know, just do that here and there. And then he ended up talk, calling me. We had a conversation. I went up for a visit. And, he, you know, he offered me more money. So I was like, sure, I'll go do that. And yeah. that's pretty much how I ended up at Urbana. Yeah, I had no idea. Scholarship, yeah. yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, so. I had no idea the people that I was going to run into and I, what the presence was. I had no idea. I had no history about the program whatsoever. I just kind of took a leap. And right. I think it worked out all right. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And then, I mean, obviously with with how, you know, how good the team was the four years you were there, um, you guys did great. I mean, it was I know um, I've known your mom for quite a while. She's talked about that quite a bit. I just, it's so funny because I grew up outside of Springfield and, you know, Urbana's just up north of there. And I'm like, oh, Urbana, Urbana University, whatever. And I, you just never knew that, like, oh, Urbana had this huge 
great bowling team for a while. It was just like you just never knew. <laughs> yeah, you know, like of you all the, it'd be the farm program. Right, of all the really random, <laughs> you know, things, you're like, oh, they do? Yeah, so. Yeah, it was it was interesting because, like, we would, I would go bowl, like, adult leagues or sub leagues or whatever when I was still in college. And just the amount of people that I had never met that would come up and say hi to me, like, hey, you know, we, watch, we enjoy watching you guys bowl and stuff like that. It was it's almost like a hometown celebrity deal, so it was really cool. Yeah, well, that's so. cool. Yeah, and Urbana's a cool little town, really. And honestly, I mean, there's not much there besides the college. I mean, there's no. an international harvester, but that's yeah, that's, that's yes. right off Springfield. Yeah, so there really isn't there's much. There's a Walmart. There is yeah, a Walmart there, now? A big okay, Walmart there. Yeah, it's, it's huge. <laughs> it's a big It's a big time Walmart. It's a super center, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. As a kid, we would uh, we would skate at the at the roller rink there. And that was all. I, that was about the only right. time I ever went to Urbana. There's some good so. fishing out there, though. You can there's, you can sneak into places. But yeah, we had a big international presence. I think that was more of the eye-opening thing to me because we had a, a handful of people from Canada on the team. Wow. So okay. that's where my love of hockey came from. I really didn't know much about hockey until I got to college, like my freshman year. Um, there are two Canadians, Brock and Graham. One actually, Graham now bowls on the professional tour, so wow. you can see him okay. on Sundays, like on nice. ESPN and stuff like that. So. And Brock, I think, went back to Canada. I think he runs a bowling alley now or something cool. along those lines. I haven't talked to him in a minute. But just the level, uh, just the way the game changed and just the like the mental aspect of the game. And it was just yeah. cool meeting somebody from a totally different country and meeting like their heritage and stuff. Now, they weren't like way up from Quebec, but they were like right, around right, Toronto. Right. We had sure. one girl that was like full-blooded French from Quebec. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, like the French accent and everything. And it was... <laughs> It was interesting meeting her because she, like you said, she had a real thick accent, and her name was Maud, Maud or Maud. It was one Maud, or the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was it was cool just to like get that splash. So yeah, that was really that's cool. That's cool. Well, that's neat. That yeah, definitely having the international uh, group of people it just it changes your view and your outlook on things. You know, it's just totally different. Now on um, and I again I I've bowled a few times here or there. I think I've bowled over two hundred a couple times in my life. Um, <laughs> But uh, I've definitely never gotten anywhere near a 300 for a perfect game. But, uh, but so on a, a college bowling team, so how many people are on the team and how does, like, how's that set up? Like, how many people are on the team? How, how does each tournament go and how does that work out? Gotcha. So the rosters, you have eight-man rosters, but okay. you can only bowl five people at a time. Okay. So usually the tournaments are broken up into two days. Usually it's a Saturday and Sunday kind of ordeal. Um, Saturdays are more of the team games, so like your traditional league. You know, if you have five guys, everybody bowls their own game. You add up the score, and, and you go from there. Um, Sundays are usually our Baker days. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with Baker Baker games. No are. idea. So Baker game <laughs> is you take your five guys, mm-hmm. but they they all bowl the same game. Okay. So you'll you'll designate each spot for a different bowler. So if you have the for the first person, obviously bowls in the first frame. Okay. Then they would bowl the sixth. Oh, okay. So it's have one like full game, and they're just going, okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, so you'll sure. have the first and the sixth, the second and the seventh, you. the third and the eighth, gotcha. fourth and ninth, so on and so forth, gotcha. fifth and tenth. So that really brings out where your weak links in your team are. Because uh-huh. you can, I mean, there's teams, We've I've seen it when we were in college. We would have an okay day on Saturday, and then you'd have just, you know, guys that were just ungodly good on, like, okay teams, but they would just carry that team all through Saturday. Like, right. they would just go berserk, and then they would just fall off the mountain on Sunday because – you're right, because it's the weak link. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's the whole so, team there. It's not. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. So that's that's the nice. That was the nice thing about the, I guess, the camaraderie that we had is like we knew we could have an like we didn't have to bowl that great on like we had a okay day on Saturday or a bad day on Saturday. We were going to be just fine coming into Sunday because because you have so many top sep- players. Yeah. That, yeah, you're like okay. Yeah, that that's what we can separate ourselves. I think my sophomore or junior year, it was one or the other. I think we had six or seven guys in the top fifty of the country. So it's we had a good. I mean, wow. we had a we knew we had a good roster. We yeah, just needed to great. be in the position that we wanted to be in was all it was going to come down to. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I again, I didn't know. I don't know a ton about bowling, anyways. But no, I didn't know that there was no. You know, it's not like there's the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and all yeah. those things. I didn't know. So it's just the whole yep. country. So that's kind of cool. So, yeah, and I guess that would kind of, which kind of makes sense why Urbana just ended up being so good because it wasn't like they were in the, you know, the MAC or something, some right. lesser, you know, Division Two or Division Three, whatever it is, yeah. school. It was like they could compete, you know, yeah, with against the Ohio boys. State and yeah. anybody else. So. And that's the funny thing, too, is like, well, now they have, I guess, conferences to where, like, people will join together to do commerce tournaments, but there is, like, no set divisions. So if oh, you have a team, cool. you're bowling against everybody. That's so I cool. think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of neat because, again, you know, you get a small school like Urbana, and you guys had, 
you know, some amazing players, and then yeah. all of a sudden you guys could do great. You know, you ended up, what, second, eighth, sixth, and sixth in yeah. the country, which is amazing. Which, yeah. if it was, you know, if you were in division, if it was all divisions, then there's no way you would have even had a chance right. to, to even play against everybody. Like, you would have yeah. won your division every year. But then it would have been like, you know, if you're yeah, number one like in the UCF, MAC or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. We'd, the, we'd have turned into UCF. Or we'd right, have been right. like, well, give us a chance to the big boys, you know, and see what we could do. But Right. Yeah, right. So, and it was also good, I mean, from the flip side of that, too, because we were probably in, like, the class of, like, the top five or top six programs in the country all, all the times I was there. So it was really cool to have people that weren't as good as we were, obviously, just talent-wise. And right. Whatever, but they would always come up and want to talk to us, and I was just, like, being – the voice of reason so it's like, right, yeah, right. I, you know enjoy talking to other people giving them yeah, pointers and stuff cool. like that so i always thought that was cool too on the flip side i made a lot more friends doing that than i think beating people sure of so. course. <laughs> oh, absolutely so that was the fun part of it too well that's cool that's very cool and then so how many um do you so you said you you know you pulled your first 300 when you were what'd you say when you were i was 13 13 yep um, so how many times you know did you do that in competition or how you know how many perfect games have you bowled, or do you know? I don't know. So as far I know you've as had a handful, but yeah, as far as like the USBC recognizes them, so meaning that they were mm-hmm. sanctioned or in competition, I think I have mm-hmm. six or seven. Wow, one or the other. But I think as far as practice and stuff like that goes, I probably have anywhere between fifteen and twenty. Wow, that's Something amazing. Something like that, yeah, yeah. Just like out fun bowling with people, yeah. I'll just yeah, just yeah, get, yeah, just like get hot. Like, yeah, like, like yeah. everybody's looking around, like what the hell is going yeah, on? Like, I always <laughs> get a picture of beer with my buddies and go bowl, and I'll shoot three hundred, and everybody's like, what the hell? I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah they just... put your name on the wall, and you're like, ah, it's no big deal. They put it on the bathroom, just yeah, in the bathroom wall. Bathroom door, there you go. Yeah, that's even better. That's great. Now, one other thing too, I um, again, I don't know a ton about, but can you kind of explain uh, the way they change the lanes in between games and how that is done? Because if you go down to just your normal bowling alley and you're just playing on a you know bowling on a Saturday night, it's usually pretty standard setup for the most part, right? Right. The lanes are just you know greased a certain way or whatever. But yeah. then when the, in competition, though, yeah, it's totally completely. different. So totally how do random. they do that? So they have if, you, if you've ever been into a bowling alley where they're running the big oil machine down the lane. Right. So the way the technologies come nowadays, they can just hit a couple buttons and there is thousands of different programs in that machine that they can lay out certain oil patterns so the lane itself is 60 feet from the foul line to the head pin mm-hmm. so the different the way they variation their oil patterns is by length by volume stuff like that so your typical house shots 40 feet anywhere between 38 to 48 feet gives you you know you go out and bowl and all that kind of stuff but when you start doing more competitive stuff they actually have to gear it to certain ratios as far as mm-hmm. oil and length goes like that so it could be we've bowled on stuff that's 50 foot long we've bowled mm-hmm. on stuff that's 27 feet long Oh wow! So and that basically controls like the angle that you're going in with the you know because you're putting some kind of angle on it usually. Yeah, it controls the amount throw, of, and then yeah, it controls the amount of friction that mm-hmm. that you can create with the lane because that's what makes the ball do all those crazy things. Like if you ever watch the guys on like ESPN on Sunday, if they start hooking right. it a lot, it's being yeah. able to create that friction. That's what makes the bowling balls go a certain direction. Right. So. And then that'll change. I mean, that, now do they like resurface that or whatever, or re-oil or whatever between games, or how do they? So they usually do it by the days. There's some okay. tournaments like we go to like the big national tournaments, like mm-hmm. when we go to nationals and we get to make TV shows and stuff like that. Like as far as teams or individuals mm-hmm. go, they'll do re-oils every now and again. But okay. as far as college goes, like on a like on a, a typical uh, Saturday Sunday tournament, they'll oil in the morning on Saturday and then they'll mm-hmm. oil at night on okay. Saturday night to come into bowl Sunday or the oil Sunday morning. Gotcha. So, and that'll I mean, change as the day goes on, as the oil gets worn off. It, yeah. It, it changes the dynamic oh, of the lane too. Like if you, if you bowled, you know, early on Saturday morning and then you're bowling Saturday afternoon, it's going to be a completely different Oh, absolutely. Feel. Okay. Yeah. And, and usually our tournaments go all day. I mean, we'll right. bowl six games or, you know, oh, okay. six teams. So know. each game, yeah, you're yeah. going to have to be throwing it totally different. Yeah. So you There's, just have to have good ball control. Absolutely. Depending on the the conditions then I guess. Yeah. So. It's a good mental and physical workout too. Like it's more of a mental workout, mm-hmm. but there's been, you have to be able to open your mind to so many new ideas because you know, how you have the ball return usually mm-hmm. with the ball. There's times where we have to get in front of that to throw the ball. Down, oh, just like, all the way down, down oh, the wow. lane. Yeah. You oh, gotta wow. be able to throw it over there cause there's no more oil left. So you can't right, just, right, right. you can't just lay the ball down like you normally would cause otherwise it's just going to hook and it's going to go in the gutter. Right, right, right. So, you have to learn how oh, to be able, being yeah. able to create so many. You got to be able to open your mind and be like, okay, this is going to work. You got to just execute it. So right. it's, that's a big roadblock for a lot of the 
at least a lot of the newcomers that I know, let me, you know, myself included, that I had to go through because I had never seen anything like that before. Right. So. Well, that's interesting. Just, yeah, and uh, yeah, just having to ch- to to be able to change your mind and figure out how, you know, the just to figure that out. I yeah. think that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's it's really, really cool. good too because I mean I think that's where I learned the aspect of of change when it comes to like my personal life because. Mm-hmm. People, you know, we all like our routines. We all like the same thing, but you got to be able to get out of your comfort zone. Right. Adapt. Yeah. Adapt to different circumstances. It's like anything else. Yeah. yeah I guess that's a good, I mean, that's the way life is, you know, yeah, things absolutely. change, you know, and if you're not improving yourself and being open to new things, then you're, you're going to be. Right. Or just having you know. the self-awareness to realize what you're doing, what you normally do or what you would like to do is not going to work and you're going to have to do something else. Because I see it all the time with like league bowlers, like I'll go. Mm-hmm. Like on a Tuesday night, I'll go bowl league with a bunch of guys that I know yeah. or whatever. And you'll have the guy bowls really good the first game, and then he's just awful from there out because he doesn't know how to adjust or whether he's too stubborn to know. And it's just, it's just funny recognizing that because I remember I used to get so mad when I was a kid. Right, right. Because I always just wanted to bowl so well, and I just every every ball wanted to, had to be a strike. Kind of right, deal. right. So it's just funny looking back on that now with how much you, I can learn just from a, literally just throwing a ball down a lane. Essentially, right, right. And it's interesting because I was we were talking about this before. Um, but how like the variables, I mean, if they didn't change the lane, the variables would be, you know, pretty minor. You've got the same ball, the same pins, you know, it's a short lane. It's a very, the field, so to speak, is small compared to right. like, you know, a football game where you've got, you know, 11 people on each side, there's yeah. people change the conditions and it's a huge field and there's just so many variables yeah. where this is, you know, this, and that becomes a lot of physical with football, but then it comes down to, I mean, obviously there's definitely physical aspects to bowling. But it really ends up being so so mental because yeah. you have such a small playing field and such a small margin for error yep. on each little one, yep. so each little throw. So and, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and bowling and golf are like the two sports where you could do everything perfect and still not get that perfect result. Like, Absolutely. You know, you can hit the you can hit the perfect tee shot where it should be a hole in one, but if you hit the, the tree or the limb is just the right. you know the wrong angle, a little or whatever, breeze or a little yeah. yeah. Or if I throw a really good shot, you know, I could get. Right, you know, right. That that ten pin doesn't go out, and I, I can just, lose a match just, just because sits of that. there. Yeah. Doesn't quite fall. Oh, that's very yeah. true. So there's a lot of stuff out of your control. I had to learn that too. So it's like I said, it's a good, it's it's a good way to get to college for people that are looking for something to get into, like that don't want to be a physic, like don't want to like play baseball or football. Right, right. Whatever Maybe the they're case not talented in that quite area. Right. You know, especially to you know, each level you go up, whether it's football or. I mean, football obviously is a pretty wear and tear on your body as well, but yeah. baseball can be too. So yeah, if you're not quite into that, maybe this is something that's a little little less physically and not so much physically demanding. Well, I guess it would be physically demanding, and yeah. I mean injury prone too is obviously. Um, I'm sure you can mess your wrist <laughs> up and stuff too. But I've seen people dislocate knees in the bowling alley before. Yeah, I mean you could do yeah, that. That's crazy. But, yeah, I, but, I never would have thought I'd see. But that. you don't <laughs> think that when you're thinking football. You're like right. the quarterback's getting. You know. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So, or concu- you don't get a lot of concussions, I guess. Yeah, CTE is yeah. not a big deal in, in bowling. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's not a very hot topic there. Probably not too much. So, well, cool. Well, that's great. I, again, this is this has been fun. Fun talking about that. Um, and then, so next thing I wanted to kind of just talk about uh, what your current job is. Um, you know, you're working for a minor league baseball team. You know, what do you do? And, you know, what, what's the Dayton Dragons here, our right. local minor league team? So I'm one of the uh, clubhouse managers. I'm an assistant to the clubhouse managers. So we do a lot of, like, player relations, you know, just making sure that everything is where it needs to be, like, on a, day, on a day-to-day basis, especially at game days, making sure that, you know, all the uniforms are good to go making sure all the players have everything they need, making sure that we're good to go in as far as fifth, third field itself goes, making sure we get the right personnel. And then my job's really cool because as long as I've got everything in order, we actually do get to sit in the dugout and watch the game from there. Oh, that's, so that's awesome. So I that's the that. cool part. Oh, that's yeah. great. What so a great – yeah, that's It really great... motivates me to get done by about 3 or 4 o'clock. That way right. I can just hang out in the dugout, watch batting practice or do oh, whatever. Yeah. So I get to hang out and do that that's kind of cool great. stuff. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, a dream that's come t- true. Yeah, that's a great – that's funny. That, <laughs> that reminds me of a – a friend of mine, I don't know if he still does it, but he would work uh, when you'd think, oh, it's a really good job on game day at Ohio Stadium. Uh, he would work, he worked there. You're like, oh, cool. You get mm-hmm. into the game free. He's like, yeah, but he was like, he manned the elevator. Yeah. So like, you know, <laughs> so he didn't get watch, to watch yeah. any of the game. You're like, yeah, he get to, you know, he was in the stadium and all that. But I was right. like, that's that the same as like your job where you actually get to sit in the dugout Watch the game. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's I like to think of, of myself as like the hype man too. Because if you know, if I somebody in left field throws somebody out at home plate, I'm like the first one in the dugout, fired up, <laughs> giving them a high five. Sometimes the sometimes the manager will come over and be like, 
you should just tone it down a little. I'm like, like, no, that was awesome. Like, like that guy. Don't yeah. take it down just a little yeah. bit here, buddy. But, but yeah, no, I enjoy it. I, I, you know, it's just a good atmosphere. It's a great organization. They're very, very family cultured, which I really like. Are they cool? So, yeah, they take care of their people. So it's 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 cool. It's in the back. It's like right in the backyard too. So it's yeah, and it's it's one of the better minor league fields oh in, absolutely i've in, talked to industry. yeah i remember when i was working at outback this years ago but there was um a couple different teams would come in and they would stay there and they'd eat at outback we talked to them and stuff but they were always like oh yeah this is like top of the line stadium it's yeah. one of the nicest ones they get treated so much better because yeah. they said other places they go they're like they feel like they're at like a, a high school game or something you know right. but then they come here and it's like wow we're really this is really professional yeah so. and I think it's cool just because fifth and feels so open to like the high school and stuff like they have like the high school state championships and stuff like that there too so I think it's pretty cool yeah it's neat and we I've you know, Jess and I have gone to multiple games there it's just like it's just a good time yeah it's and a there's a lot going on too yeah. I mean they've got the you know all the different things for the kids and yeah. in between innings and stuff so. absolutely. Yeah, that's fun. So, well, cool. So, what else? So, what do you, you know, obviously you love your current job. So, what, um, what are you looking to do? Like, um, obviously, you've got the podcast, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, so, what are you looking to do? You're kind of a young guy, and, you know, <laughs> my my overall your careers goal, and stuff. Yeah, so, what are you overall, looking to do? Let's see, my overall goal would be like 15, 20 years down the road to be able to like to be the GM of, of a professional sports team. Wow. So, awesome. I'm I love the number crunching. I love the the whole transaction of being able to... So, like, to, the money ball kind of thing? <laughs> oh, with the, yeah. With the absolutely. Like, DraftKings... Yeah, like, I'm oh. pretty sure I've got a DraftKings card that, like, they, <laughs> they keep tabs on me just because I play it so often. I just... I love that aspect of... I love all, like, the fantasy side of sports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Being able to being able to put the team together or putting a team together that can win, I think is just... That's fascinating to me yeah. as far as the, the, the outlook of it goes. Because there's so much that goes on with it that people just don't understand or recognize most, at least the average fan. Yeah, I behind think, like, the scenes, there's so much. Yeah, it's not just the, the team on the field, like to get to that point, oh, with the training yeah. and everything. And, and how much of a business it really can turn out to be, too. I, I just think that's, that fascinates me so much with the numbers and the stats. And should we drop that guy to pick up that guy? Or should we right. get that? Should we trade that guy for that guy? It's just, there's so many unknown variables. And it's just like bowling. There's just so many unknown things, and I think it I, it fascinates me. I don't know that's why. That's cool. Yeah, and you've got like it. you know certain payroll and all. I mean, all those. Oh things. yeah. That's why I thought the the movie Moneyball was just amazing. If yeah. Anybody, if anybody hasn't seen that, it was just great. I was. Yeah. It was just. He did nail that. I I do yeah. enjoy that. I used to do multi level marketing, so I used to be like the one of the guys in Sam's Club asking you who he had for cable or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I used to. We had like the one of our clients was like Directv. So I always brought my iPad and would bring like the DirecTV app and I could watch like movies and that was only that was always the movie Money, I wanted to watch. That was, was the like, one. Work when it was slow, I would always turn on Moneyball and like yeah. sit there and watch it with people. <laughs> that's so great. it's funny that you say that. That's cool. Yeah, that, that was so awesome. I love that movie. But no, that's great. I love. That's awesome. That's it. That's yeah. your passion. And so. it could be any sport too, like mm-hmm. hockey, football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my next like, question. Yeah. If there was a specific one that you wanted to go after, or just. Because you, because you said you played some baseball, right? Did you play baseball on the high school team, or did you? No, I just before I, that yeah, you were, I felt, went yeah, on I did bowling. Play, yeah, I played golf high in high school, like my last okay. two years, just to be like, yeah, you know, something to do in the summertime. Sure. And I, that's when I kind of got into it anyway. But because I guess um, bowling and baseball are similar time frames, season wise, or I don't know. Well, Is bowling's that... a winter sport. It like okay. it's considered a high school, but like if you're okay. going to be at the top notch level to where you you know were you were trying to get recruited by top, it's right. all it's all year. You're, yeah, yeah well, it's, it's like any other thing. sport. Yeah. yeah, you've got to do it all year long, and yeah. you're not going to be able to compete against everybody else. Definitely. So. If I had to pick one sport, football really fascinates me. I just think there's so much more mental side of football that people don't understand. I mean, obviously you got to be. A physically gifted yeah. human being oh, to play the sport yeah. to begin yeah, with. Yeah, especially to be on, you know, college, let alone NFL, college, whatever. Yeah, to be yeah. on any of those levels, it's you had to be a freak of nature. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then I just I think the the opportunity that it brings to because you see so many guys that come in the league that are superstars that literally came from nowhere. Like, yes. and I think that's really that's cool my too. favorite part of watching NFL games is to see what college when they introduce each starting lineup and you're like and some of them didn't even go to college you're right. like oh this person went to like some junior college yeah. you know or and it's so funny cuz you know sure there's you know the you know there's a lot of people from Ohio State or Alabama yeah. or any of the big you're schools you're going to have your big boys but but there's so many people from like you know like Toledo and it's not a big school and you're like what this person's you know a starting offensive lineman for yeah. you know the Broncos or something and they right. went to Toledo you like you just have no idea where they came yeah. from yeah and they even have that thing on Netflix I don't know if you ever watched Last hmm. Chance You I think it's no. what it's called yeah they have it's like about a JUCO college 
a junior college down I think in Alabama. It's somewhere in the South. Mm, yes, but they, I think I but saw they a preview recruit for like that. the misfit guys, guys that had trouble with their grades, couldn't stay out of trouble or whatever. They bring them in, they straighten them out, and then they get them to get their grades up high enough where they can transfer back to big Division One schools. And a lot of right. them that go through that show end up either being back in big Division One schools or even make it to the NFL. Right. So I think that's, well, that's really interesting. Cool. Yeah, it gives, it gives people. Cool. There's a lot of economic turmoil that people go through that that actually end up in the NFL. Now, whether some of them make it or not is to be obviously right, right, decided right. by that individual. Sure. But at least it gives you a chance, you know. Oh, that's cool. So, And I, I really do like that about that aspect. But I also like hockey. If I could get into hockey, too. I mean, I don't know. Hockey's cool. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I just love the speed of the game. There is nothing that compares to the speed of a hockey game to me. It it's, is. It's so quick. It can change like that. It's so absolutely. fast. Yeah, absolutely. and quarterback might be comparable to that. Like yeah, I guess playing you're right. Quarterback yeah, for, I would think so. Yeah. But still, just as fast as – I mean, those guys are moving towards 20 to 25 miles an hour on skates right. and you're playing on a 60 by 200 foot sheet of ice oh and they're flying yeah yeah they're just oh, and yeah. that's the they're alone how fast the puck goes i yeah. mean it's crazy yeah, yeah. they just oh, and yeah. that's the unknown variable too is you have to be able to skate you're not using your feet right. technically so right, you're right, on right. a condition you have to you have to right. learn how to do well, that they're before in such you do anything amazing else. shape too i mean especially you know even college or little and yeah but they're just in such amazing shape it's just like you know, they're and they're just skating like they're just friggin' like I'm just running around. Like right. You know, yeah. Like it, it looks so natural. It down. Yeah. 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 Like the skills challenge was on last night for the NHL. They're doing their All Star break right mm-hmm. now. And even my mom, I was watching it. She was like, "It looks like figure skaters just picked up sticks one day. Like that's how oh, yeah. how well they oh, move they're on amazing. the ice. Yeah, yeah. Let alone getting in fights and you know, right. teeth and stuff <laughs> yeah, too, That's so. the fun part. <laughs> but yeah, I I remember always going to like Dayton or. Uh, was it Dayton Bombers and like yeah, the, the bombers, gems yeah. and Cyclones? Yeah, yeah. I never went to like an actual like NHL game until I got to college. And then just being able to see the speed of the game and how different it is. Oh, absolutely. It's unbel- like it'll it'll blow you away. Especially if you like I said, if you start the minor league level going mm-hmm. like hockey games that way, where it's all about the fights and the dollar hot dogs. And you go to the right, big right. boys and it's more about what's oh. the score, like we need to win kind of thing. I think it's right. really cool too. That is neat. And I we were talking about this before the podcast too, about how um, you know, we've watched or I've watched a bunch of games at the Dayton Dragons, and it's just kind of neat because they're a minor league team for the Cincinnati Reds. And you know, I've, I've seen Aaron Dunn, you know, play, and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's freaking huge. You know, there's so many different players yeah. that have gone through there. All right, what did I say? Aaron Dunn is Adam Dunn. Yeah, it's right? Adam Dunn. I'm sorry, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that guy, too. But no, Adam Dunn, and I just, I remember watching that game, and I think he hit a home run. He probably like just killed it. Yeah, he, he just, like, you know, 6,000 feet. Yeah, he probably knocked <laughs> it out of the, yeah, out of the, into the water or whatever. But, I just remember looking at him, you know, watching these other minor league players play. And I'm like, oh, they're pretty good. And this, you know, the one pitcher was really good. And then you just see this guy, and you're like, wow, this guy's yeah. going to be in the majors. It's just a matter of time. And I yeah. just think that's neat. I do too. I think that's a very interesting aspect. There's that's the one thing in sports that is different from every other aspect of any profession you can get into. Right. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, you just well, you just don't know too. Uh, I mean, you hear stories of people that, you know, just were in the minors for a long time and then they just finally something clicked, clicked or they, you yeah. know, all of a sudden they were able to do something and a team needed them and they got a chance and then they did yeah. real well. I think um, it's amazing how many, how often you hear about like younger guys when they first up and come and how great they are and all of a sudden they have a kid and then their whole, like their whole professional career changes and all of a sudden they turn into like, you see that all the time I feel like, or right. like when people have kids, especially athletes, that, that's about all right. I pay attention to. But, sure. How all of a sudden they just become a totally different player. Like it just shifts and they just, I think that's so interesting. Yeah. I would love to know the science behind it. Well, there's that. so like, much difference too. I mean, if you follow, and I'm a, a big college football fan, but if you follow some of these players and you're just like, okay, you know, they go through the all the training and everything, you know, in between their college career and as they're trying to get in the NFL and like some get recruited, some don't. And then it's like, but then some get picked up later. And yeah. you're like, okay, this guy was not drafted, but then they picked him up. And then he's like this crazy, amazing star, you yeah. know? And it's just like, well, even like, I mean, like Ben Roethlisberger, he's from Miami University, like right. Miami of Ohio. Like, that wasn't a huge school. No. And he's like, <laughs> yet he's like one of the top quarterbacks, yeah. you know, ever, really. And then, yeah, I mean, he's, one of the top, he's you know, top 15 anyway. Yeah, for sure, so. right? And he came from little Miami of Ohio. Right. And you just don't know. And it's also like, you know, these people that went to like Ohio State or USC or something else. And then they get recruited high and all this big yeah. first round draft, and then they don't do anything. Yeah, like you Braxton know? Miller. I mean, that's that's the most recent guy I can think of. Sure, that, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, and they do nothing, or there's somebody else, and oh, even like Terrell Pryor, like he was just he's just an amazing athlete, no matter what yeah. he does. 
but he's still playing, right? Or you know, where some do and then some don't. don't like, yeah, like Ginn Jr. You know, yeah, Ginn he's down Jr. in New Orleans now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's still playing. He's amazing. I mean, he's yeah. one of the fastest. I'm gonna say ever, yeah, he's right? just unbelievably fast still. And he's, but there's still other people that you know maybe had close to that talent or whatever and just never made it. Where this yeah. guy broke through, you know. Yeah. So, because even like I mean, Drew Brees, if you look at him, like okay, he's undersized. Yeah, you, you wouldn't think this guy would be that great of a quarterback, and he's just been amazing. Yeah, you know, and yes, he's talented. I, I don't know if it's just his kind of like Peyton Manning. That's just their work ethic is just crazy good. Yeah. Because really, if you look at him, he's kind of undersized. I mean, he has some great skill, but right. you wouldn't think that this guy would be an elite. Yeah, you absolutely. Know. I mean, you saw him in college. He was great at Purdue. But still, like, you wouldn't think that, okay, this guy right. in 15 years is going to be, you know, breaking a bunch of records. Yeah, you know, he's, he's going to be know. arguably, you know, in that discussion for greatest of all time because he definitely has the statistics to back that up. Oh, absolutely. At least back up that claim a little bit. For yeah, sure. the numbers he has is just crazy, right? I mean, yeah, he's been he's breaking, gonna, he's he's been breaking have, Peyton's records yeah. and all kinds he's of gonna stuff. He's going to have so. probably more regular season passing records than Tom Brady will when he retires. Right, right. Which And Tom Brady's considered the greatest of all time right, already. Right, because of his Super Bowl yeah. So, yeah. So with that perfect segue, so one other thing we wanted to talk about a little bit was the uh, the uh, Super Bowl coming up this weekend. And uh, I wanted to kind of, like, what are your thoughts on that? Again, you're into the sports <laughs> thing. You get the podcast. You're doing all this stuff. What's What what are your thoughts on each of the teams? And, uh, well, <laughs> the big thing, though, it's hard not to talk about is the horrible Horrible oh penalties, or the Everybody I guess is the non-penalty. I, I guess know. the non-penalty. I didn't and watch a bunch of the Patriots game, but the Saints game. I was rooting for the Saints, and that the non-interference call at right. the end of that game was just a killer. Yeah, and it was I, so obvious. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I everybody keeps talking about that. how bad that call is, and I mean, I thought at the time. I mean, I even was watching it in real time. Like that's got to be pass interference. Or right, something. it was pretty obvious. Yeah, right? I like, guess got to be something. But then they didn't call it, and then but my first thought of it looking back after the game was over, I'm like, you know, you watch the AFC championship game and Tom Brady got the ball first and overtime went down and ended it. There was no discussion. Right. Like right. the Saints had that opportunity. Right. That's what I thought too. I, was I like, agree. Yeah. You, had, can't... Like, you had the ball. Go I get agree, it done. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to blame this one thing. Right. But yeah, that's interesting. Absolutely. And then one, the other thing too, they talk about, I guess Drew Brees on first down when they got, when Ted Ginn caught that like 40 yard pass mm-hmm. where put them in position to score. Right. They threw the ball on first down, which right. almost that didn't make any whether it was right. audible or not. I didn't make any it's, sense to me. You should, right. be, especially when the Rams have one timeout, you need right, to run right. the ball at least right. twice. Exactly, because that that's what this team is supposed to be built on to begin with. I thought you know they have Michael Thomas, who is arguably the greatest wide receiver in the league currently. Yeah, he's amazing. But this team is built on the running backs and the offensive line. <laughs> right, like they couldn't run the ball the last seven weeks of the season. It seemed like like Drew Brees was a toy ever since that Cowboys game on Thursday night. That was a completely different football team. Yeah. I mean, their defense was great. It's the best defense they've had it in is. probably fifteen years since they yeah. went to the Super Bowl last time. <laughs> so that was definitely not had nothing to do with the defense. Yeah, that was what it is interesting though because I mean it, you just well you can't let the referees lose you know it's that's yeah. it's easy to blame this one yeah. call and I, I think anyway I think we'd all agree it was a horrible non call but you can't let that happen because there's so many other opportunities oh, just like you said they could have just gone down and won the game and over you know yeah whatever it is but yeah so that was yeah, I just that's what everybody talks about to blame that, that one call. thing yeah. so everybody talking like but they had the ball just they had it got it first just go score right. it, it, it yeah. we, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about nobody would sit there talking about that call if they just would have got the ball and scored a touchdown absolutely it would be so, like oh there was that call yeah right like yeah they all, it yeah, makes a really good headline though you know it, does, it really oh, does yeah. it's great for it's, clickbait it's, so. yeah oh it's good for the it's good for the uh, NFL too because it gets everybody talking about it, like you said it gives us absolutely. especially with the break with the Pro Bowl and everything that's another thing I hate I hate that they have a week I do too it's like, I I, like I'm a football yeah, yeah. junkie man like just get me all the football like I'm football all year I'm in, I'm in favor I know right? <laughs> yeah I'm like can't they play yeah isn't there another game they can play in between or something yeah or, yeah. Something, or like I've always thought like well what about the two losers can't they play for third place or something you know like <laughs> that'd be the, funny come up the, with a third yeah, place trophy yeah absolutely that's be perfect idea. right have them play the weeks between so we can that could be that's but, not a bad idea we need to get know. we need to get Goodell on the phone yeah I think we, we got a know, business proposition for him you know some people let's let's make some calls <laughs> yeah. do, so. but as far as the Super Bowl go I mean I, I don't think we're going to be disappointed I mean you got two really good teams of course all the, you're going to get all the storylines of like the the young young guy you know Sean McVay right, right. against the old school right, guy kind right, of deal right. deal 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 it's interesting how sports always finds a way to go full circle. So back in 2002, when Tom Brady first got his crack, when Drew Bledsoe got hurt, 
they went to the Super Bowl against the Rams, who were oh, that's right. the greatest show, oh my on, gosh. They, were the on greatest great show on turf. turf. Yes. And, you know, had Kurt Warner, Tori yes, Holt, Isaac yes. Bruce, you know, yeah. all the, you know, so on oh, and so yeah. forth. And they were like, you know, the dominant team, where mm-hmm. now almost like the roles have flipped, where, you know, the, the new Rams are like this, you know, wild card. We don't know what we're going right. to get yet, but we know what the Patriots right, right. are. And we know that the oh, yeah. first Super Bowl ended up with Brady winning and Vinatieri kicking, you know, kicking that game-winning field goal. So, right. like, everything to me, as far as the game goes, the X's and O's, I think the Patriots should win just because right. of, first of all, the experience. They've got, like, 300 more hours of experience. They were breaking it down the other day on NFL Network <laughs> when I was watching. They had right. an ungodly amount of experience over the Rams. Right, in but, this position, sure. Yeah, yeah as far as Super yeah, Bowl winner, like, yeah. NFC, AFC, yeah, championship games. break down how many – each player, how long, how many each player yeah. has played in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl? Like they have so much more experience. Oh, it's unbelievable. But it doesn't matter though. No, I mean, it's the same. That's the beauty of. I think that's the nice thing that the NFL does too. Kind of like March Madness. It's just one game. Right. So you never know what you're going to get. Right. Um, as far as but fun. yeah, as far as X's and O's goes, everything points to the Patriots. Just because sure. if you've looked at sure. and if you've looked at the postseason that they've had so far, Tom Brady hasn't got sacked yet. He's been hurried one time in really? this, in this two games. I didn't games. know that. Yeah. I He's dropped back wow. 77 times. Wow. He's been hurried once. He hasn't been sacked. Wow. Period. And so they've played the Chargers. against the Rams defense. Yeah. yeah the and they've played the Chargers and the Chiefs, who arguably mm. have the two best defensive lines the AFC has to offer. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, you, which is, and that's when you flip over to the Rams, they're almost reversed because the Rams, all their pressure comes from the interior guys. I mean, right. they have four first round draft picks on the on the defensive side of the ball when it comes to the right. line. Right, right. And Aaron Donald's just, I mean, he's arguably the greatest player, like pound for pound <laughs> player in the NFL. Right. So they're going to have to double him. If the Rams are going to win, and Dominican Sue's going to have to have a really big game, and that defensive line as a whole, I mean, Aaron Donald's going to make his plays, but you're definitely going to have to make Brady make a bad decision or two because right. we've seen the blueprint to beat Tom Brady is to get up you in his face to through get, the middle. you got to rush him. You've got to knock him down. Yeah. you got to get, yeah. get him off the spot because if, yeah. he, if he gets on that spot, it, he You're might as well just go home. Yeah. Because, He's just going to put it on the yeah. money. To every, yeah. 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 So I, I think it would be interesting to see the Rams win if we get like a changing of the guard kind of sure. deal. But I also think it's really cool how in sports, like cities will just go all in. We're just gonna mm-hmm. go all in on this year, and that's what the Rams did. They went all in. They signed, you know, and they signed Sue. They yeah, signed instead Peters, of trying to like, Lee. hey, still like the Browns where they're rebuilding every year. They're yeah. like, no, we're like, no, this is like we're gonna go. All, <laughs> yeah. we've, this is our chance. Let's go all in. That yeah. is true. So that I, is fun. I mean, <laughs> and it's really interesting how you get all these teams with the with like rookie quarterbacks too. With the you know right. quarterbacks on rookie deals. That's what it has. You know, that's what it seems to be the big trend. Is you got to get. A good quarterback out of college on his rookie deal, where you're not spending a lot of money on him, right? And then see if you can go win. And I just, I just think it's cool. They've, they've paid all that money. They bought in, and they're getting rewarded for it. So yeah. I think we're definitely in for a good game. I mean, if you've told me to pick, I'd probably pick the Patriots. But I could definitely Patriots. see the Rams. I mean, you got a good, yeah. evenly matched. It is. I think it'll be a good game no matter what. And I mean, obviously, because. I mean, was it, it was last year then the Patriots that came back right when they no down, or two years, two years ago, ago. last yeah. year the Eagles beat I'm sorry Patriots. that's right I'm yeah. sorry yeah but yeah two years ago you're just like they were gone like there was no way yeah, was they were like just twenty seven to three yeah they you're like about you're like too. this game is over there is not even a chance and then they just came it was un, yeah. it was ridiculous they broke all the records for biggest comeback and all that stuff yeah. so. I just can't wait to see how many Patriots fans show up in twenty seven to three shirts in Atlanta because that's where Super Bowl is this year yeah so they're probably gonna troll the Falcons fans <laughs> so bad all those Patriots fans that go down they're gonna, sure they they're gonna, they're gonna be so irritable. I can only well, imagine. it's funny though too because there's so many, and it's just like anything else. You know, you've got just like Alabama. There's so many Alabama haters, and I'm kind of one of them. You know, I'm right. a high state fan. So, but it's just like once you've been that good for that long, yeah. you know, there's so many haters I know. for the oh, Patriots, which is just kind of funny. And I honestly, I've, I'm not the biggest fan of the Patriots, but I've, I've always kind of liked. I liked him back in the day. My sister lived in Boston for a while and stuff, and so right. I've always kind of been a. You know, kind of neutral to it, and I'm like, oh, they're probably, you know, they're yeah. better than other teams, but I just, I mean, I there's just some people that it. hate them. It's funny, but yeah. oh yeah, how can you not appreciate? Right, like we're probably never gonna see another quarterback coach con, you know, combo. Yeah, if you know whether now. you like Belichick or not, I mean, he makes himself easy to dislike. But, oh yeah, <laughs> but he's amazing. <laughs> he is. He's amazing because what he's done is just ridiculous. Yeah. So and he's, I mean, he's like I say, he's got Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's just a different animal. Like he's forty-one and forty-two years old, and right. they talk about he's got the body of a thirty-year-old. Like he right. he goes right. way above and beyond all his training right. and everything. So. Well, his training and his diet. I mean, he had a book too. I think about that had to do with diet and training yeah. and stuff. But I mean, he like. He like grows some of his own food, which is something that I'm, you know, I do a lot of too. Right. So it's just like 
his diet is just like perfect, mm-hmm. and he just you know mentally all that stuff. Yeah. The same physical shape though. Yeah. It's just crazy because he's is. only he's what is he forty? He's forty one. I think he's gonna be forty two. Yeah. In the so offseason. he's only yeah. I mean I'm a couple years older than him. I just can't even imagine. You know I'm <laughs> yeah. in okay shape, but my gosh, what he does in the training, I just you know. Yeah. Your body it's, wears down. It's but amazing. He's just been regenerating and doing so well. So. Yeah. But I think we're definitely in for a good game, for sure. Okay. So what's your official pick, though? Because I'm going to say Patriots. I just think that somehow they're going to find a way. I don't know how, but I feel like that's just just their thing. And, yeah. I, and I think if we we're playing the money book in Vegas, I would take the Rams. Because I think the Patriots are like minus two and a half in Vegas. Okay. So I would if we we're playing the money line or taking the spread, I think I okay. would take the Rams. But if, Okay. Because maybe they'll win by like one or something. Yeah, like but I just, like, I mean, I just, with the track record they have to pick against Brady and Belichick, I feel like it does you'd, seem have stupid, to be, yeah, yeah. you'd have to be an idiot, yeah. it seems like. But it's tough. eventually you're going to be right, though, if you take against them. That's true. You know, one of these That's days is going to be right. So, <laughs> But it's I, not like it's not like betting against the Bengals, because if betting against the Bengals, <laughs> usually, there was some statistic, I think, years ago that, that was like, if you bet it, even with the line, if you bet against the Bengals, you like you did well. Like right, almost yeah. like it's over the you know out of sixteen games, you won like ten of them or something. It yeah. was like ridiculous. So they got they got a good thing going though. They got Zach Taylor so. coming in. I think so. You know, it's amazing what the Sean McVay coaching tree will do for somebody's life because right. so many of his assistants get hired. And that's the other thing that's going to be interesting next year. I think the Rams are going to be. A, I think they're going to fall off big time. Oh really? Well, yeah, because you got to think they got to replace three or four new assistants almost every year now. Yeah, the way Sean McVay coaching yeah. guys get hired, and yeah. you know your offensive coordinator leaves and go, you know he'll go yeah, get a head true. coaching job. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like the success you have this great success, and then you know and it's the same thing college. You yeah. know, it's a lot of that. It's just like Ohio State. You see, like all their, you know, mm-hmm. all these head coaches were an assistant somewhere under yep. Saban or under Urban Meyer or under you know what I mean, somebody yep. like that. So, will be very interesting for sure. So, well, let's talk real quick about your um, or not real quick, but let's talk about your uh, your podcast. What is the name of the podcast? Oh, it's the uh, Jock Talk Podcast. All right. Excellent. And I'm going to have links to everything, uh, as always, on the uh, the OneDrinkWithJohn.com. Uh, I'll have links and all that stuff to his podcast. But So what is your podcast? What's what's the point? What's, what is it? Let's so it. mine's more of like a satire look. Like I always go in. I go a little more deeper on whether it's sports uh, I mean, we gear it a little bit toward more than anything, whether mm-hmm. sport-wise. But sure, I mean, to... I'm sure it's going to lean towards sports because you're yeah. a sports guy. That's what you do. Absolutely. So, sure. so I mean, I've had I've had uh, Graham Fa, I've had a PBA bowler come down and sit talk, sit down and talk to me for like a couple hours or an hour or awesome. so. So that was cool. Um, but it's more of you know more of a fantasy outlook. Like we're, when we're right into football season, you know, we'll talk fantasy on Sundays or Saturday nights. We'll have, upload fantasies that way if you ever want to get like into your DraftKings or. Whether you're, you're scavering your waiver wire looking for a good pickup, I give you a little bit of insight there. That's great. Um, yeah, because I'm real big. Like I said, I'm real big into the fantasy stuff. So like I know people play it casually and get frustrated. It's like sure, you just gotta sure. know what you're looking for. What's you know what schemes they play. What kind of you get. It gives you a good broad of every team when you play fantasy. Right. You gotta know everybody. You gotta know exactly how everybody plays. What their strengths and weaknesses are. So. I try to gear it more toward that and maybe just a little conversation here and there. And we're yeah. actually starting to dabble more into the high school kids too, getting them oh, cool. getting them a little bit of exposure. I know they had to find the hoop mm-hmm. uh, back in Kettering last yeah, last weekend. Mm-hmm. So I got to sit down with a couple of the guys from out of state and a couple guys local just to ask them how their experiences were. Oh, that's great. Kind of get them that's out. That's cool, you know? yeah. Maybe if, you know, if they got a college coach out there looking, they can sit there and listen to them and Oh well, that's cool. So, yeah, some exposure for them. Yeah, that's so I cool. try to I try to help out whenever I can, get them a little exposure because, I mean, they play a little more exposure sports than I did, but I right, try to right. help out however well, I can. No, that's tough though, but so, yeah, you were able. You were fortunate to get you know recruited where you were, and yeah. that worked out real well. So. And it's just interesting to listen to all the different outlooks that high school kid like putting myself back in my sixteen year old self, and I'm like. Right. God, if he just knew. <laughs> like only if you knew what you were about you just to go don't, through. Right, you just yeah. don't really know what's going on. Yeah, so I think it's funny just to be able to relate back to this, my 16-year-old self. So Awesome. Well, very cool. Yeah, definitely you guys need to check out check out the podcast there. And was there anything else we wanted to – I think I covered pretty much everything I want to talk about. Anything else you wanted to jump in? Um, we're both thinking Patriots for the Super Bowl. Yeah, other than that. <laughs> I mean, it's far yeah. now. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a little boring now because we're going to have NBA playoffs hopefully coming right. up soon. And I know. Then you're going to have the NHL playoffs hopefully. Right. 
Yeah, I really ramped up. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I watch some NFL and stuff, but I'm big college, and so once the playoffs were done with that, I was just right. kind of like, you know, a downer. And then, but then I'm like, oh, you at least got the NFL. But then after that, you're just like kind of waiting for baseball season to start yeah. or whatever, basically. Yeah. So. And the way it is nowadays, people just kind of get bored with baseball too because it's just so long. You know, Absolutely. 162 games. I mean, at the minor Absolutely. league level, I think it's, I think we play eight or 82 games at the minor league level. Okay. Something like that. It might be a little more. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it's right. 82. 82 or 84 or something right. there. It's still a lot of games. Yeah, absolutely. It is a lot of games. So, you know, I also felt like, I always feel like, um, and I watch some NBA here or there, but I always felt like the NBA playoffs, uh, to me, it's almost like the playoffs start halfway through the season. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's so many players, yeah. teams that are in there. So it's like, oh, you're in the playoffs. Like, yeah. well, yeah. After but... the trade deadline is when the NBA really starts going. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, the first part of the season is like, eh, and then after that, yeah. it makes a big difference. So. And I, it's really hard to watch the NBA anymore, too, because you just know Golden State's just so much better than everybody. It's not, right. I mean, they have the greatest Which is shooter. so crazy. Yeah. It's just so crazy how one team just. Dominate, yeah, mm-hmm. just and you can just watch them, and they're so much better. Yeah, it's oh, it's, silly. It's, like, it's the way they play basketball is just it's like poetry in motion because like yeah. the way they can space the floor, watching, and I think it's really cool how they built that team basically through the draft. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. they got Kevin Durant through free agency, but they had they had the greatest backcourt that yeah. that arguably the NBA's ever seen, yeah. and two of like two <laughs> of the best shooters arguably that. Right. You know, the, the league has ever seen. I mean, I wholeheartedly believe Steph Curry is the greatest shooter I will ever see in my life. Yeah, he probably is. I, mean, I don't see. I mean, even if after I'm dead and gone, they might, you may yeah. still not be able to find He's a better talent. pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, and then they add, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, which he's going to be gone after this year. And I, it's just, I mean, it's fun to watch. And I'm a big LeBron guy. I think, oh, absolutely. I, I think LeBron, LeBron is fan. better than Jordan. We could probably sit here and have that argument. Forever. Right, 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 right. But just, I mean, it's amazing how much better that he, team yeah. is. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I've been a big LeBron fan too, but yeah, and I was a huge Jordan fan back in the day, but yeah, I think um as much as I you know, if I'm being honest, I definitely think LeBron's definitely definitely better. Than I think all I around, yeah. That, like you just can... just overall. I mean, obviously, you know, Jordan in the prime when they what they won 7 out of was it they won or six. 6 out of 7 yeah. years. They went, yeah, they I mean, went that 3 was... 3 Pete and then back to or maybe yeah, 3 Pete the... off year 3 Pete. Yeah, yeah, which is just crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. But uh but yeah, I just think um I think the players he was around though. Now granted, obviously Jordan raised everybody else's play, but I think LeBron does that too. So, Absolutely, but, he, yeah. but as far as talent skill, you know, per player, I definitely think LeBron has Yeah, and I more... think LeBron had less to work with. Argue, like, yeah. especially yeah, yeah, when he, yeah. especially when he won oh, the yeah, title as far in Cleveland. As teams, yeah. absolute. Oh, in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the, nobody the year, will. Yeah. yeah, nobody will doubt that. Like for the year, sure. the year that they came back and beat the Warriors when they were down three one. For him to take that team, I mean, he had Kyrie and and Kevin Love, but, right, Kevin but he Love didn't was have like Pippen and every. Yeah. yeah, there was not. And yeah. you know, people overlooked that a lot. Is that Jordan couldn't get out of the second round of the of the playoffs until Pippen came around. You know, right. he'd get his he'd get beat up by Piss. You know, right. Detroit the, and everybody yeah, else. Yeah, the bad boys would just beat him up and send him home packing, but. <laughs> but like I said, we could soon have an argument all day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah no, I just, I think... There's definitely a lot of interesting storylines. And the way the player mobility is in the NBA nowadays, I think, is just fascinating. Because, yeah. you know, back in the day, it was all about loyalty. Like, you know, Absolutely. I'm yeah, drafted yeah. here, I'm going to stay here. But yeah, nowadays, Jordan it's played more like... basically for one team. I mean, he came back or whatever yeah. and played for the, the Wizards, Wizards or whatever. Yeah. But we I mean, pretty much owned it then. Yeah, but, but yeah. nowadays, they just recruit each other to come play with each yeah, other. Yeah, which guess. is interesting, too. And I guess, for me... Um, the thing that because I, I played baseball up and through you know into high school almost and then, but and I love baseball but it's it's just kind of boring to watch but I and I think part of it too for me is just I love you know as a Red fan Reds fan and I always just loved watching the same players every year right. and now it's like and I follow it a little bit but it's like the Reds you know I don't know who the players are you know because they're they're gone you right. know and it's it's there's no Barry Larkins and you know all these people that played on the same team you yeah. know Pete Rose and all this stuff the whole time like they're just on different and that to me I think that's kind of yeah. kind of messes it up a little bit but but again we could talk about that all day long yeah, too could. so well again like I said we'll have everything in the show notes at the uh, one drink with john.com and dalton i appreciate coming out this has been super fun yeah no i appreciate you having me for absolutely sure. yeah you guys have to definitely check out his podcast and uh thanks for uh, listening in today guys have a wonderful day